Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Anna. And this is Shireen. And we host Ethnically Ambiguous, a podcast about being a person of color in America. And we talk about news that isn't covered in the mainstream media, like the Syrian crisis or the Iran nuclear deal. And we're kind of funny about it. Yeah, we are. We also tell personal stories about being children of immigrants. And we bring on fascinating people of color and other marginalized individuals to tell their stories on the show. And sometimes we even call our parents to hear their side of the story when it comes to raising us. They have some thoughts. Yes, they do. Uh, Shereen, who is your favorite guest we've had on? You know, it's really tough because we've had so many great guests, but I think Kiti Katan, the mother of Tamara Katan, another previous guest of ours, her story is so inspiring and fascinating. She is an immigrant from uh, Egypt, and just her story just breaks my heart and gives me hope at the same time. It was truly an amazing episode. Yeah. We even had her son Tamara Katan on, but more about that yeah. later. So listen and subscribe to Ethnically Ambiguous on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. We're everywhere. That's right. Well, Rock, what are you going to do? What can you say? Same old song and dance, man. Another early exit from a Cincinnati team in the playoffs. That was up, I mean, again, we're talking way early in the game. But up by what, 13? 13, yeah, 13-point lead at one point. They had a five-point lead at half. And it was like, you know, to to use a Dave Lappin phrase, it was kind of a tale of two halves. First half, you know, they they couldn't hit a shot, right? They they had a chance to really put them away, miss a ton of three-pointers. And then in the second half, their trademark... You know, kind of what they hang their hat on is they play good defense, and they and they couldn't couldn't stop them in the second half. And here we go, seventy nine, seventy two, loss. Let's talk to a guy who knows way more than we do about it here on the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline. Our buddy Richard Skinner, Skinny, uh, are you there by any chance? I don't know if you made it to Columbus or not. I am going to Columbus actually, but to broadcast uh, Moeller's basketball game in the Division One state semifinals tonight, and maybe the championship game tomorrow night. So I am going nice. to Columbus, just in a different vein. Nice man. So you heard what Rock and I were talking about. You're, you're, uh, as far as your opinion goes, key to the game. I mean, Rock hit the nail on the head. First half looked pretty much all Bearcats. Second half they got just not blown out, but it wasn't too close. Yeah, the, the guards the kid really imposed his will inside, and, and they made a couple shots off inbounds plays. And, and if you listen to the post game, Darren Savino made a good point. You know, they, they just don't give up those shots on inbounds plays, and they gave up two threes in that situation, and then. I thought you see the one thing I didn't like. I didn't like how they attacked that that kind of one-two-two press because it felt like they beat it in the middle a bunch of times. And instead of attacking, they kind of weave their way back out and then try to set some offense. And I get it because you're not attacking in that spot with Jaron Cumberland. You're trying to get back to getting Jaron Cumberland touches. But I thought Jaron Cumberland looked like a step slow today. It looked like he had no energy today. And I agree. He didn't look like in mean, the last game he was phenomenal. And you're thinking, okay, he's going to carry that momentum into the playoffs. He's getting hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. And then it was just kind of kind of blah. Yeah. And you know, the other part, too, you know, they, they, they fell down by one on that little spurt start the second half and then came back and retook the seven-point lead. And then they had a couple of guys that just took bad shots. Fredericks took an awful three from the top of the key. And, um uh, Trey Scott took a good shot, but he airballed it from 18 feet out, and 
you know, when you go six to 27 from three point range, and, and actually that was improved only because they made a couple late, uh, you're just not, you're not beating a team that's going to defend you in zone for a chunk of it. I just, I was just disappointed in the way they attacked that, that pressure, um, of Iowa. I thought they could have attacked it head on and gotten three on two numbered breaks and, and attacked the basket a little bit better. Well, and also we got Brooks getting into uh, foul trouble there right. in a second, and, and he's taken out of the game. And I did I hear right with the, what Hordy said earlier that he play, game time he actually played basically a half if you add it all together. Right. Wow. And, and well, and, and the great stat they had was I think UC was was plus twelve with him on the court yes. and minus nineteen with him off the yep, court. I heard it. And that's where Garza, yeah, that's where Garza just had his way. I mean, so big and strong. And, and, you know, Niger Brooks, just, he's, the, he's the rim protector. He's the guy that can, can kind of limit that. And, and, unfortunately, when he's not on the floor because of foul trouble, you, you can't do it. And it felt like Iowa really understood when he was not in the ball game where they were going with the basketball. All right, so, Skeen, let's, let's take a step back from the, the minute details of this game. And, and let's look at last year's early exit, this year's early exit. Is there anything you can see? Is it a McCronin problem? Is it a recruiting problem? Is it a, we're a too defensive-minded of a team problem? Is it we need to be more off? If you had to put something, is there any sort of theme in what this program needs to play pretty well, obviously even more so last year in the regular season, but come playoff time, bang, first round done? I'll say this. Last year's team, I can almost look at that as a bit of an anomaly the way they lost to Nevada because that was a good team. That was a team that they had a lot of everything that, that, that should have made a, a run. They were, they were well-positioned to do so from a seed standpoint. They were well-positioned to do so from a talent standpoint. They were well-positioned to do so in that second-round game with Nevada taking a 22-point lead. Um, so I'm going to take that as a bit of an outlier. That, that, look, it was just it, that, that kind of thing occasionally happens, and unfortunately that happened to you that day. I do think the other part is, I mean, look, you're, you're just you're not getting on a regular basis a lot of NBA talent. And that's not a function of anybody's fault. It just is what it is. And, and if you're going to win in March, you've got to have some dudes. I don't think I so. So is that recruiting then? Or are we not getting it done? Is not getting, getting that recruiting? I, I think it's a product of the league. I think it's been a product of, of the facility. Now, the facility's obviously been upgraded through this year, but this is, we'll see if it, if it helps moving forward. But I think there's a bunch of things involved with that the league being one, the facility being another, for, for sure. Um, you know, they just don't have been. Let's face it. You, know, you see, while it is a consistent top 15 ish program in the country, the numbers back that up. I think they're 12th in all time. NCAA tournament appearances, they're easily top whatever in, in wins. You're, you're talking about there's about six, eight blue blood programs right now that are getting most of the guys on an every year basis. Now, and, I agree so with you, but this is a pretty this is a pretty average. I, I mean, look, I don't scrutinize basketball. No, here, I was a pretty oh. average team in the Big Ten this year. Right? Oh, no guys, everybody was bad mouthing Iowa going yeah. into this game. What did they? They kind of staggered into the uh, tournament. Yeah, and I was one of them. And, and, and I'll be honest, I mean, this was a disappointing game to lose because. You had an Iowa team that lost five or six games coming in, got yeah. just punched in the face by Michigan in the, in the second round of the, the Big Ten tournament. Uh, you get up 13 on a team like that, you think, all right, that's a team you should bury at that point. They are ready to be buried. Had uh, the and home field just, advantage, home field and, crowd. Yeah, the, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the crowd was going crazy. You got a lot of, a lot of UC fans who made the trip. And instead, when it got to half the way it got to half, I felt, oh, boy, you had a chance to just put this thing away and you let them hang around. And now you're in for a dogfight, and you know as quickly as they took the lead, they're like, okay, once they got the lead back to seven, I'm like, oh, you think you're in a good spot? Um, but uh, unfortunately, you don't have enough dudes. Uh, Jared Cumberland is a is a dude, and when he plays a step slow and you know, just doesn't seem to have it on that day, and yeah, Justin Jennifer was great today, yeah, but not great for long enough periods, and 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 there's really nobody else to help carry the load. 
You just don't have enough firepower. You simply don't. I, what this team did this year, making the tournament, I think was a great step. I, thought, I think that shows that, that what Mick Cronin does is going to do that on a consistent basis no matter what he's got. Um, this team was not good enough to make it the same run. It was good enough to beat Iowa. It was not going to probably be good enough to beat Tennessee. So, look, they got you around early. Uh, it, it sucks, but that, that's where that program is. NKU still in. What do you uh, what do you know right now? We're talking to Richard Skinner, local twelve. But I mean, I, I, I don't know. Last time I saw NKU was hanging in. Yeah, they were hanging in for a bit. They got down thirteen. They got it back to nine. I've not seen a score since they, since they got it back to nine. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, it's pretty cool. This was two years out of the last three that they've made the NCAA tournament in a one bit league, and the year they didn't, they went to the NIT because they won their league. John Brandon's got got a got a nice thing going on, and they will. If he continues to, to recruit the type of player he wants, which is very offensive-minded, they will be a team that can consistently make the NCAA tournament and will scare the, the daylight out of a Kentucky like they did two years ago and out of a Texas Tech for a period of time. Still, they're not going to probably be good enough to, to, to make, make many runs. But, uh, hey, look, they, they, they hung around Texas Tech for a good chunk today, and this is a Texas Tech team that uh, you know, went to the Elite Eight last year, has a great player, has a Big 12 player of the year, Jared Culver. Uh, we had a great regular season as a number three seed for a reason. Uh, but, look, NKU has done some really good things for sure. Well, well and Skinner, to, to bring it back to UC, because I'm not over the loss yet here, um, <laughs> d- d- does, d- does this team, and you mentioned offense, and NKU is an offensive, you know, they, they score. It, it, is that something that needs to happen with UC? Mick Cronin's kind of a traditionally a more defensive guy. Do they need to recruit and develop more guys that are going to put the ball in the hoop? I remember there was a game uh, this year, and within the last month, well, they shot like 27%. I mean, does there need to be more offense? Yeah, exactly. You're right. They won. But do they need to develop more offense in, in this program? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that would be optimal to get another offensive player or two, um, at least a, a, an occasional shooter. Um, but it, 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 you're kind of walking that fine line. So if you get that guy and maybe he can't defend, and you can certainly teach it and you can certainly develop that for sure. But if he can't defend – and, and all of a sudden, what you've tried is a complete 180, and now you're not making the tournament, then you start to question yourself. I, I, look, you've got a system. It's been a very successful system. Um, but I think sometimes it, it also comes down to Zion Williamson is just a great player. C.J. Washington is a great player. Grant Williams at Tennessee is a great player. You've got to get some guys like that. They've got a kid, Tamari Curtis, coming in from Sydney, um, who uh, is, is a superb offensive talent. Maybe he's the guy that can, can, can help put them over the you know, last year's team was really good offensively. Jacob Evans is a good offensive yeah. player. Uh, Kyle Washington at times was a good offensive player. Gary Clark's a good offensive player. Young Cumberland's a good offensive player. Last year's team would have quelled all of this, Rocky, but it didn't. And, yeah. and I understand the questions. I get that. I do understand the questions. Last year's team could have put an end to some of that. All right. Well, that's skinny. You're heading to Columbus for uh, the Mueller game tonight, eh? I am, in, I am indeed. Six o'clock tip time at the Shot Machine Center. All right, buddy. Crusaders, yeah. Enjoy. Bye, guys. See you again. Take care. Richard uh, Skinner, Local 12. And at last count, and again, we're just uh, about a minute behind, but last count, Tech was up over NKU by 12. We check in with traffic. What is going on? From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Health, our clinical research and science. Eddie and Rocky postgame of the UC game. They lose to Iowa 79-72. Giving you an up-to-date as far as NKU goes right now. Their game with Texas Tech. Six minutes left. And NKU down by 14 points. God. Let's Come on, go. Ed. Give me some good news. Let's go to Louie. Maybe Louie's got some optimism to spread here on this Friday. Louie, what do you got, buddy? 
sorry, boys. I don't have anything, opt- anything optimistic to give to you. <laughs> I, uh, I, I watch this game like I watched last year's game, and I'm just thinking more uh, in a global context about the program. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, what I've come to conclude is that Nick Cronin is a good coach. He's a good recruiter, okay? But he's a horrible postseason coach, terrible in the NCAA tournament. And, you know, I think going forward, if people are willing to accept, um, you know, the status quo, which is above mediocre, because making a tournament these days with 68 teams in it, it's not that hard. I mean, you can win 20 games in a mid-major conference and have a good shot of getting in. UC has a pedigree behind it, which helps. But what I watched today, I mean, that Iowa team was beaten up in the Big Ten. Yes. I'm yes. also an Ohio Absolutely. State fan, too. And, you know, it, 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 what it boils down to is as fans and as an alumnus myself with my degree from UC, um, what do you want? Do you want above average or do you want great? And to go, go to great, you have to go further afield and take a chance and get a new coach. Well, I mean, well, uh, if if you're and, and thanks, Louis. Yeah, no, thanks, Louis. If I'm looking at just trying to compare things from last year's first round exit, exit and this one, it's in both games. You know, UC had the lead last year humongously and, and just couldn't put the team away. Right. right, that's the mark of a good team. You got them down. What do you do? You step on their effing throat, right? And for whatever reason, the, these these UC teams in the tournament are not doing that. It's almost like. You know, then the other team starts to come back a little bit, and then everyone kind of waits for the shoe to drop, right? Like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen now? Something bad going to happen? That's what it looked like on the on the faces of the players, you know, certainly late in this game. It's like, oh, my God, here we go. You know, That's funny you happen. say that because I thought the same thing. I'm like, those guys look like they're waiting for something bad to happen. Go out there and make well, good stuff well, happen. You're right. And, and <laughs> I, I, you wonder if, if uh, you know, had, a lot of it had to do with what happened last year with you know being up by right. whatever it was, twenty five or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And then you know they start to get a little momentum. We go, all right, here we go again. And, and that's a uh, that's something where that coach has got to find a way to calm those guys down and and finish them off. Let's talk to Travis. Hey, Travis, I think you're going to say what I was just about to say, but I'm going to let you do it. The uh, right. the Bearcats are the Bengals of the NCAA. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, yeah, you're you're close. But so it's really Mike Brown and the Bengals creating bad juju for every Cincinnati sports team. And until we change out the Bengals, we're just going to keep losing. Now, until we bring Bo Jackson back here, okay, and you know, and kind of get over the curse, that's that that that's what needs to happen. Uh, so you're saying it's the uh, yeah. curse of Bo Jackson when right. he got hurt in that playoff game, huh? right? Hey, Jim, what are you talking about here? As far as your Bearcats go, hello, yeah, yo, Jim. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Hey, uh, you know, I just want to say something. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I've been trying, I'll give you a great analogy. I've been trying to bang this one brand for like years. And, you know, for years I tried to be a nice guy. And uh, the minute I changed it up and I was a total jerk to her, I actually told her mom off, she actually wanted to go out with me. I mean, tell me, is that, does that make sense? Are we talking about the same thing here? Well, I kind of sort of get your analogy, Jim. In other words, look if if one if one way of of doing things isn't working, you you try another one, I guess. Yeah. So, you, well, that doesn't. Didn't you ever do that with a woman? 
where you try to be super nice and they kind of like, ah, they're playing all hard to get. Then you act like you don't care and you're kind of a turd. All of a sudden it's like, Rock, what are you doing, yeah, man? If you're not, yeah, act like you're not into them kind of thing. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Hey, Steve, what's going on? Talking about your UC Bearcats. Yeah, I think your previous caller needs to spend some time with Dr. Phil or yeah. Oprah or something. But uh, I think the, the the problem that UC is running into, they're, they're getting good players. Mick Cronin is a fantastic coach. They just don't schedule tough enough. I mean, you don't see UC playing Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, Virginia. When the toughest team you play all year is Houston, Houston yeah. you're just not ready for that caliber of opponent. And it's going to keep happening until they start to schedule these tougher teams. So, so you're saying this, this team's not battle-hardened enough. They need to go and hey, schedule exactly. some tough teams and get their you-know-what's whipped, and that yeah, way I mean, you kind of circle look, the wagons after that. Gonzaga, Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas, Michigan State, they all play each other. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, you never see UC playing that top five, top ten caliber. So then when they get in the tournament, they're just not battle hardened, you well, know. Okay, great, you can beat up SMU, but mm-hmm. you know, right? Well, and and with and with sixty eight teams getting in the tournament, like you got to get something like right. you have a you have to win a bunch of games, so you schedule some lighter opponents, so you get in the tournament. There's a lot of teams getting in, so make sure when you do get in, you can you know say have the first round. Hey Keith, your thoughts on all this? Hey guys, how are you? Good. Good. Hey, so I, I come at this as a UC alum myself. Um, so it pains me to say that they found out early again. But here's what I'll say. Mick Cronin is not a terrible coach. This is not all on Mick Cronin. This is the conference that they play in. I agree if with I that. am a five-star basketball player, okay, how, first of all, how many five-star basketball players are in the American conference? Not, not very many, many right? Mm-hmm. If I'm a five-star basketball player and I have a chance to go to the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, name it, SEC, I'm going to go there, even if it's to play for Northwestern or the bottom of the barrel teams in those schools, rather than come to UC and play Tulsa, SMU, East Carolina. I'm not going to do that, guys. Mick does the best he can do with what he can get. Until that school gets in a better conference, this is but, what we deal with. But, but let me ask you this, Keith. Is it not his responsibility to, to recruit better? There, there's coaches out there that, that find ways to get to some of the four-star guys, even to smaller you know, American conference teams. Well, I, I think he can. I think he did with Cumberland. He convinced Cumberland to, to join UC. He mm-hmm. convinced us to Mari Curtis that's coming next year. I think it's going to be very sporadic, though. You might get ones and twos. But you look at that team today they played. That team had five, six, seven good solid basketball players. And unfortunately, UC maybe yeah. has two. Right. Yeah. I mean, they they could score from five positions, guys. Yeah. Well, and they, and they did, Keith, and thanks. They had, uh, what, I think it was four guys in double digits. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to win a lot of uh, basketball games when you do that. Just join us if you haven't heard Bearcats fall today, 79 to 72 to Iowa. More coming up. After the news, right now, News Radio 700 WLW. Eddie and Rocky, just for a little while longer, breaking down the Bearcats' loss today to Iowa 79 72. And coming up here in about, oh, shoot, less than 10 minutes, we got John Mattery's Channel 9. Don't waste your money. But in the meantime, let's get Rick on. Hey, Rick, how you doing, buddy? Good, gentlemen, and you? Mm, wonderful. What do you got? 
Uh, I think everybody needs to get their hand off the panic button. This is a team that was preseason picked, I think, third or fourth to finish in the league. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, Rick, I think that, you're, come to think of it, I think you're right about that. Anybody who would don't think just getting to the first round after that, losing two NBA players last year, UC is never going to be much more in a, a higher mid-major uh team in the conference they're in now anyway. Right, and I agree with you, Rick. This team overachieved this year. Last year was the team. Last year, unfortunately, was the time where that that team should have, could have gone a long way. They didn't. This year was more of a rebuilding year, but the the issue with me is they lost to Iowa. They get bounced by Tennessee in the first round. Okay, well, you know this is not the this is not wasn't supposed to be a great team. But Iowa, what lost five or something in their last six five games? Five out of their last six got killed in the tournament, yep. and this team limped in. I mean, the, the Bearcats should have won this game. I, I, I'm not expecting them to go to the Final Four, so I'm realistic, but this is a game they should have won. Hey, Chris, thanks for holding, buddy. You're on with Ed Rock. What do you got? Yeah, I'm just flying uh, home from the uh, Bearcat game right now. Uh, as a Bearcat fan, actually as a Cincinnati fan, I have been very disappointed in the outcome and a lot of uh, – Events that happened in Cincinnati. Um, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but my heart pounds every day, every like two seconds, whenever they play. And it's very frustrating whenever you watch your team and you hope that they really should have won. They should have won today. They should beat Iowa. And you're watching, you're watching, you're watching, you're up by 13. You're like, okay, well, this is good. You're really good lead. I, I like this. And they're playing good. I got a lot of heart. And all of a sudden, it's just like the bottom falls out, just like Nevada last year. It fell out. And as a Cincinnati supporter, born and raised, I mean, my dad went to UC, and, and I went to UC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You see, and I love my Bearcats very much, but... Enough's enough. It's just hard heartbreak after heartbreak. Well, it, it is, and I think what you're is. saying, it's Chris, terrible. is Thanks, and thank Chris. you. I think what he's saying is, is, is fans were kind of conditioned for this. As much as I was talking to her about maybe the the players late in the game said, "Oh my God, here we go. What's going to go wrong?" The, the fans do the same thing. Right, here we go. Okay, first round of the playoffs. This is Cincinnati. What's going to go happen? What's going to go wrong? And that's what happens. Hey, Dan, thanks for holding, bud. You're on with Ed and Rock. What do you got? Hey, guys, I just wanted to tell you, this goes back to 1990, Marge shot in the Reds. 
she made some kind of deal with a coven or the devil or somebody, <laughs> and she sold out all of Cincinnati sports for the future, maybe a hundred years, like Chicago or the Red Sox or something. That's what's going on. Yeah, dig her up and get a hey, priest or something. So, Dan. You know? So uh, people are talking about up coaching them and you get into big games like this. And uh, somebody earlier was saying uh, Cronin can't coach in the big game and yada, yada, yada. And then that's whatever you want to think. But my boy over here, I just want to give a shout out to my guy over here, Boyman, Coach Boyman. That's right. Who tomorrow will have his first coach as the head coach or first game as or, or, or practice as head coach of a T-ball team. Yes, a, a we're it's a coach pitch slash T-ball team. Okay, wow. um, and basically, right now my life is complete because I will be a coach of a, a youth baseball team. Yeah, um, I got the uh, practice schedule right here. Uh, we're going to start off early listen, with uh, listen, film review. Listen to this. Uh, we're going to do some conditioning. Uh, we'll do some more film review. And for people who don't uh, know, but, and I'm sure pretty much everybody knows, <laughs> but let's repeat how old these kids are. They're five. Five. five they're five. Okay. No, yeah, I actually, ahead. I do have a schedule. I showed it to you. I broke it down. Where I, it's only going to be an hour. Okay. But we're going we're to get a lot done in an hour, Ed. Okay. okay? Yeah, broke yeah, it down yeah. in five minute increments. 10 a.m. to 10.05. Warm-ups. 10.05 to 10.20. Partner up. And I got three separate drills going on. We're going to underhand wiffle ball toss. We're going to underhand baseball toss toss and catch then we're going to toss with our glove and the ball then we break down the groups we do hitting off a tee we do infield ground ball instruction then we get together and we talk about just the semantics of baseball what is first base what is third base what is a shortstop what is a left field and then um you know well then we'll do some some base running drills at the end some sprints we'll go home Wait till Jimmy out in right field gets stung by a bee and starts peeing himself and crying. That's that's, well, see, that's pretty know, much team ball. I, I have some. I have some. You know, I, I have some. Uh, you know, I, I've. You know, when I did my training academy, I trained. You know, seven, eight, nine year olds. So I know how it goes. I have some experience with this, and it, it takes constant, one hundred percent interaction, and encouragement all the time. Because you could be having a great practice, and just like you said, a butterfly flies across oh, the field. Me? Oh, go Everyone's right after gone. It. <laughs> you lost everybody. So I uh, got some good assistant coaches here, I think, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get after it. Be here Monday for the full report on uh, this particular first practice tomorrow, uh, Rob. Uh, I don't want to be a fly on the wall. I want to get a drone and just tape the whole thing. That would be awesome. Yes. You see, she empty the dugout for right. practice. <laughs> yeah, here's, how you, here's how you fight. Just Pinella a base. Slew <laughs> Pinella a base and throw it out. Damn it. What are we If doing? somebody lobs a ball at you, here's how we clear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm adding that to the list. Those poor kids. <laughs> Bench clearing <laughs> brawl <laughs> in protocol. <laughs> Kids are dropping like flies. Okay, the list. Thank you for your contribution, hey, guys. Hey, Jimmy, the right fielder, you just hold on to somebody. Yes. Don't let him oh. hit the pitcher. He's my kid. Pull the jersey up over the head. Yes. Watch, a, watch a hockey game. Yeah. <laughs> Arms go down, then you start wailing away at the face. <laughs> I definitely want to see this now. From the UC Health Traffic Center. Milford. Well, here it is Friday roundabout this time. We always like talking to this guy. On the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline, our good friend John Matteries, Channel 9. Johnny, don't waste your money. What do you got going? Well, you know, I'm, I'm here 
crying over uh, my UC Bearcats and the North. And I love the guy who called in and said it's Mike Brown's fault. Yes, <laughs> dude. I mean, a meteor could hit downtown Cincinnati, and it will somehow be Mike Brown's fault. Yeah, we yeah. All know that. He was, the Bengals have uh, given the city bad juju. <laughs> we always lose in the first round. Oh, I just love that. That was precious. So, how about <laughs> the talk about bad juju? What's going on with the damn gas, man? Yeah, I tell you, it went up 40 cents this week. Yeah. Uh, 50 cents at a few stations, some people told me. It jumped from about 219 a gallon to 269, and, and usually it comes down pretty quick, but I need to fill up because my car is really low, and it's still up at 265. It's a bunch of things going on. It's springtime. People are driving more, spring break, so the prices go up as demand goes up. You've got that uh, Houston oil tanker field that uh, caught fire. It looked like the whole city of Houston oh, yeah. was burning. And that, you know, that wasn't gasoline. At first it was, is that gasoline? No, it wasn't gas, but it was an additive that's used in gas that was burning. Now, that must have been real healthy to breathe if you live down there. They always think? say that. that. That had no factor in it. Come on. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, though. I was going to say. They always use Remember, those every year they yeah. go, oh, they're changing over to the yeah. summer formula. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And, and for um, the next blah, month, blah, blah, blah. Somebody farted month. in Louisville. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it's all This gone. is going to go on for like two months now. From now till Memorial Day, it's the switch over to the summer blend. Correct. It's like a fine, it's like a fine Chardonnay, you know? The switch right. over <laughs> to the summer blend. <laughs> and so they blame it on all these factors. And the result is we're at 265, 269, and they are saying that by Memorial Day this year we could see three bucks Ooh. or even higher. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Talking about spending the big bucks, what about this Star Wars thing at Disney? For one thing, Disney on a, what, high demand day? I didn't know there was such a thing. Mm-hmm. It's 160 bucks. Yeah, it's going up to that this spring, up to $159. So is, is it a, is it a park? Dollars. It's a park? A park. Disney, Disney World, yeah. yeah for this a is park ticket yeah. at uh, Magic Kingdom or Hollywood Studios or Epcot, $159. Yeah, say, that's insane. I'm not going there. I'm going to Universal. Well, Universal is the same price. In fact, they, they hit the $150 mark first at Universal. So the prices keep going up. The one thing about Disney now is that they do dynamic pricing. Well, the Reds do that, too. We're on low-demand days. The price is down. So if you go spring break or Christmas or, I think, 4th of July, it's $159. But if you go off-season, like in September, October, it's like $109. So try to go off-season. Of course, you've got the Rugrats in school. That's impossible to do. But if you go right. off-season, it's cheaper. But the Disney exhibit, it's called Disney Galaxy's Edge Star Wars. I mean, it's right. a long name, but the Star Wars Galaxy Edge but exhibit. Is this going to be like the Harry Potter world? Yeah. This isn't just one thing. This is a whole Yes, it's a whole part land. of the park. Yeah, and okay. if you've ever been to Universal, it's just like the Harry Potter land down at Universal. I mean, you're going to be stepping into Star Wars. They have the, I've seen pictures, and they have the Cantina. You know, they've got the Millennium Falcon. They've got the, those mountains on, what's, what's Luke's planet called? Tatooine? Yeah, sure. they got the mountains yeah. there. Sounds I mean, good. it 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 really looks <laughs> like you're there. I mean, it's pretty amazing. So think of it just like that Harry Potter land. So it's going to be brutally expensive and crowded when it opens up. It'll open up in Disneyland uh, in California first. That'll be this summer. That'll be Memorial Day, and then it opens up August 31st in Florida. And so you're going to have to wait a couple more months to Florida. 
But once it opens, and here's the thing, guys, you need to make a reservation, and that's really now, different. I was reading the story you sent us. What is that about? Yeah, well, they know they'll be flooded by people. They know it'll be insane, and if they don't do something, there'll be three-hour waits for the lines because everybody wants to see this. It'll be like when Harry Potter first opened up about six or seven years ago. So what they're doing is they're going to set it up with reservations for at least the first month, possibly longer, but you're going to have to reserve it in advance. Now, they say if you're staying on site, at a hotel, one of the Disney hotels, you'll get first dibs and you'll get in. But if you're not on site, you better make a reservation at least a few weeks in advance, month in advance. They're not taking the reservations yet, but you want to watch for that because that's going to be something you need to get in. Because can you imagine? You get there, you don't have a reservation. They go, oh, the Disney Star Wars land is filled. You can't see Star Wars. Well, if you've got kids with you, it's going to be like the Griswolds when they arrived in California. Oh, yeah. and they were there at Wally World, and suddenly Wally World was closed. Down after they just drove cross country with their dead aunt on the roof of the car. Well, if I'm seven hundred dollars <laughs> deep, if I have yeah. two kids, me and my wife, you're seven hun in yeah. automatically. And, and, you that's, and you've got to tell them that they can't do the thing that you came there for. Right. <laughs> you came to see the Star Wars, and you can't that get into suck. it. But, but so look, everyone's talking about how how much it costs, though. But it's hard to complain to them about that because they have a waiting list. That means if you don't want the price to be that high, don't go. Exactly. Yeah, price. but people will be going. That, the one at Harry Potter Land at Universal, that thing is right. still packed. I might do the same thing. I'd, I'd, make I'd make it $200 and people yeah. will be lined up out the, out yeah, the door. Yeah, it's amazing. It. And over at Universal, have you been to that one? You really need to buy the Park Hopper Pass. You really have to buy both passes. They were very, very savvy with this because Half the Harry Potter land is at one park, half the Harry Potter land is at the other park, and they've really? got the Hogwarts Express, the train, takes you between the two. You have to have the combo ticket for both parks That's to get to ride the train and see the whole exhibit. Otherwise, you only get half the Harry Potter exhibit. The kids are there crying, and they're blaming you. I, I've, saying, never, I've never actually Daddy, been yeah. you. <laughs> I, I've never even been to the park. I went to Disney Springs. Me and my wife went to Disney Springs. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Either, no. Okay, and this is just like they have a bunch of restaurants and you walk around and it was slam packed at like yeah. eight o'clock on a Tuesday. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, every, yeah, there is no insane. off night. That's the thing about Disney. It's like you go, oh, it's gonna be a Monday, it'll be fine. We, no, yeah. Monday's as crowded as Friday. It's just amazing. We, we came in and told our son, uh, we're, we're not ever going to Disney. So. Yeah, yeah, I think they used to call that downtown Disney. And wow, they have those bars and restaurants and everything is packed. All the time, and I tell you, it's crazy. People love it. People love it. You say you're not going, you're going. No, I never took my kids. My kids, I never pretended I was going to take them there. 
Never came <laughs> up. an hour of park. I, yeah. I guess where we're going again this year, kids. King's Island Land. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'll love if it doesn't really different the uh, the Metallica it. concert when they <laughs> come right. through and do their reunion tour. <laughs> there you That's go. fine. I'll get them. You know what? I just as soon spend some third row seats for Metallica and save money than yeah. to be aggravated standing in line for By some damn ride ha- for Hogwarts, three hours. Hogwarts for Express. The Hogwarts yeah. Express. Yeah. I once I once stood in line for an hour for the Winnie the Pooh line at the Magic Kingdom. Oh yeah, that's dedication. It, it doesn't get well. You call it dedication. I, I don't think it gets much more embarrassing. Yeah, no, and where were your kids? Uh, they were in line. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. No, they were having beers at downtown right. Disney. Were you there in your there. trench coat, your baseball yeah. cap, and your Wayfarers? <laughs> and I was standing in line in my trench coat at the Winnie the Pooh ride. <laughs> Daddy, <laughs> Daddy, who's that guy? <laughs> he's that strange man, and he's got a camera, and he's taking pictures of us. <laughs> With that, I say, have a good weekend, and don't waste your money. See you, John. All right. Thanks, John. So... Can you see him standing there the way the poo like by himself? Uh, sir, you have to have actual yeah. children to enter this exhibit. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I do. They're 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 just not here right now. So coming up. Less than a week out now from opening day, huh? Coming fast, and man. Knock on uh, knock on wood, looking at the extended forecast. Looking pretty good for Thursday. But there is a book out now, Randy Freaking. Yeah, that guy, the big-time lawyer, has written a book about opening day. We have him coming up here next after the news. News Radio 700 WLW. Vincent DePaul. Holiday season is here, Rock. Less than a week away from opening day. This is a big one. 150 years? 150 years. 19, or excuse me, 1869. Who's president then? Grant? Fillmore or Grant, right? I think well, Grant. Who followed, you Grant. Well, who followed Lincoln? I forget. Oh, no, that was Andrew. Yeah, that was Andrew Johnson. That was, was Johnson, right? And so it was in between Johnson and Grant. Then. Well, you know what? I guarantee you, uh, this guy knows, and it's probably in this book we're talking about here, on the acutehearingcenters.com hotline, our guest Randy Freaking, yeah, that guy, but also an author <laughs> now. Randy, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. So yeah. uh, we're talking the the book you've uh, got out there, and haven't had a chance to look at it yet, Randy. But reading about it, it's the uh, hoopla started with the parade Cincinnati's 150 uh, opening uh, 150 year opening day history. What got you? Yes. To, what got you to do this, man? Oh, you know, I've I've been a, a great opening day uh, fan forever. You know, I've gone to 52 of them. My dad took me when I was wow. 10 back in 1967. Mm. And it's just been a big family tradition in our in our family, and uh, I've been thinking about it for a long time, and I finally committed to it uh, a little bit over a year ago. And, and Randy, in, in the course of researching for this book, what, what was? Can you maybe give us something that just blew you away in terms of something about the the tradition of opening day that you never knew? Oh yeah, there's a million things in there. Um, you know, what really blew me away? Oh, a couple things, I guess. I never realized that. We almost lost opening day. 1935, the National League uh, scheduled the Reds to open up in Pittsburgh, and it would have uh, ended the tradition. Um, and Larry McPhail, who was a GM, jumped in. He, he threw an absolute fit with the National League office and convinced them to keep it in Cincinnati, largely because of the depression and the effect it would have had on the city's economy. Uh, and so he worked out a compromise. We had one game in Cincinnati in 1935, the opener. And then they opened the next day in Pittsburgh. 
Uh, because back in those days, you know, it was there's a lot of mythology about opening day, right? Everybody thinks, well, we get the honor of the first game because of the 1869 uh, Red Stockings. Uh, but really, it was just kind of a matter of geography back then. I mean, we were the southernmost city uh, in the league for, you know, forever. Oh, yeah. And so it was just going to be warm here or, or warmer, I guess, in other places. Right. Uh, that makes Boston. sense. Right, it yeah. does, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and, and, and we know it's, it's not because of the Red Stockings because actually in 1888, uh, the Reds opened in Kansas City. And nobody said a word. I, I looked all through the papers, everything I could look at to see if it raised any controversy, and it didn't. They just It was kind of ho-hum. Okay, we're going to open up in the road, 1888. And then uh, 1935 was actually the first time that somebody actually said that we deserved it as a tradition because of the Red, Stock, Red Stockings, and that was a writer for the Sporting News, a guy by the name of Tom Swope. So, uh, you know, luckily McPhail saved it. Uh, we got a great tradition. Uh, the other thing that blew me away was just how it started with uh, 1886 was really the first celebration of opening day. And it was the big deal to, to, to draw fans there and make it a special day was the fact that they had a pregame uh, symphony concert for an hour and a half. Wow. Uh, and, <laughs> an hour and, and a half the, symphony before the baseball game. Nice. So, yeah, the game, the game started at 3 o'clock. They did this for 10, 15, 20 years. Uh, something called the Reed Band uh, came. They played symphonic music, and guess what? The Reed Band turned into the Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra. Wow! Wow! Really? They started at Music Hall in 1895, but before that, the you know Music Hall more or less was Union Union Grounds where the uh, Reds were playing. Uh, so it's just little things like that. You know, we have the uh, the history with. The strike, the strike year where Johnny Bench got booed so mercilessly in 1972. Uh, you know, we um, um, unfortunately with John McSherry, 1996. Oh, I, I was going to ask you about that one, Randy. And anything you uncovered behind the scenes about? I remember the controversy. Obviously, was March shot wanted to continue playing, and and anything right. else? Uh, First the snow, now this kind right, of comment. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, I don't. Well, I, I guess what I, I learned were maybe things that were common knowledge, but but just that you know the umpire turned to Eddie Tobinsey and said, "Hey, give me a minute." And the next thing, Tobinsey looked around. The guy was walking back toward the tunnel and tragically went down. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what I did learn was he had heart problems before that game. There were a lot of people. That, he had a, an appointment for a, a heart exam the next day. Oh, really? See, I, I, didn't, I knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Some of his friends were encouraging him to wait, you know, take a day or two off. Uh, he said, no, I can, I can get it out. You know, he's a macho guy like all of us, right? We'd all try to get things out that maybe we shouldn't occasionally. Randy Freaking is our guest uh, and talking about the uh, history of opening day. And, Randy, so where did all the hoopla start as far as the parade went? Because that I, I believe this is the 100th uh, anniversary of the parade, correct? Yes, Finley Market started in 1920. You know, I said the hoopla started with a uh, parade as my uh, subtitle because when I was researching the book, there was this great quote, and I wish I had it right in front of me, but in 1869, the very first year, the Red Stockings paraded into the ballpark 
and they they followed a bunch of other guys. They called them cranks back in those days instead of friends uh, instead of fans. And so they followed a bunch of merry cranks from downtown, roughly out to the ballpark. So there was a mini parade back then, and then they paraded right into the park. And then, uh, you know, 1891, I think, is when they started with the with the teams actually paraded through downtown. So can you imagine the Reds and the Pirates <laughs> being in the Finley Market right. Parade? Getting ready, yeah, getting ready it to start the awesome. season, play a game. Yeah, it'd yeah. be cool, but and oh. for the players, they'd be like, oh, my God. Oh, Rob, oh, come on. You know, I mean, you, why can't those players come out and sit on a truck, you know, for an hour and a half? <laughs> yeah, See, I'm just hours, trying to get my know. head around that, that both the whole teams, it wasn't just some one guy who wasn't going to play that day. No. They had all. teams would, they would parade through wow. downtown. Then they would stop at a place called the Gibson House, and they'd have lunch together. <laughs> and then let's so go over funny. to the ball cart. Ball, you know, it was a different game back then. Yeah. You know, the free lunch meant a lot to those guys. Back oh, hell then. yeah. Yeah. That was back they're in the making, day when in the offseason they had other jobs, man. Right, right. Oh, free yeah. Lunch. They were making $1,000, $1,500 a year maybe back in 1890. Uh, so really uh, good stuff like that. You know, uh, Frank Bancroft uh, was like a circus promoter, and he really uh, – uh, made opening day, you know, the start like it was. You know, they had the parade like that, the team parades uh, for uh, 15 years or so. And then it just turned into like they called them tally ho parties where they came in on tally ho wagons. And that was yeah. like a glorified pub crawl. Uh, well, I was going to say, I saw the the tally ho thing that you, that you mentioned. So what is a tally ho wagon? <laughs> Is that just a you wagon know, they called a tally-o wagon? Or what are that? Well, I don't if, know. What was you, the deal? If, if you have my book in front of you, it's right on the cover. Uh, it's a top picture. Uh, Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Um, got it right here. Okay, I, nah, yeah, nah, I see. Okay, okay yeah. that's the tally wagon. Nice, I got it. nice. Okay. Yeah. So, and you know, the best thing is the book is uh, uh, going to benefit the Reds Community Fund. So the proceeds are going to go to the Reds Community Fund. It's been selling well at openingdaybook.com. And they're now at Kroger's, um, Joseph Beth, and booksellers down at Fountain Square. Uh, hardback and softback, whichever one uh, you want, um, is available at openingdaybook.com. And there's a ton of pictures and, and cool stories in there. Oh, yeah. I never had so much fun in my life. You know, 
And, and you know, it feels really good to be called author instead of lawyer. <laughs> there you go. People don't you know, thumb their I nose think there's at a you. lot of guys, you, you know, you, you ask a used car salesman if you'd prefer to be called an author. <laughs> right. So, Randy Freaking, it's a, it's a great cause helping the community fund. And give that, uh, give that website again. You know, openingdaybook.com, and can I, I put a little plug in for the Reds Community Fund party tonight? Oh, please, yeah. Uh, opening Day Eve party tonight at the Urban Youth Academy. Oh, yeah. It's called Brews and Baseball. It's brewsandbaseball.com. There are still tickets available, but it's a great time. Phil Castellini will be there, a cast of all sorts of celebrities. And it's uh, craft beers, you know, craft beer tastings all night long, great food, unlimited food. Basically, unlimited beer uh, goes for a great cause. I say if you can't get your money's worth, you've got an eating or a drinking problem. (laughs) Randy, we appreciate it, man. All right. Thank you very much. Happy New Year. Only six days away. Back at you, buddy. Uh, Randy freaking uh, author slash lawyer. And and after the Bearcats early exit, it can't get here soon enough. Well, I got uh, six days to six win. Six days, man. Right around the corner. Rob, your thoughts. Have you, ever, have you ever been in the parade? I have. I used to drive the 55 KRC van. Oh, oh That sounds like a load of fun, Rob. Yeah. yeah. I rode in the limo one year with Pat Berry while he uh, shoved my son's shoe in his face because my even, son was being obnoxious. Imagine that. Even better. More mm-hmm. fun. And I got to ride in a limo with... Um, the the Moppins, the Moppin family, that was amazing. Okay, oh, go. that's cool. Yeah, so that was uh, a real treat to be yeah, with them. Years ago, when uh, I was at the old 96 Rock, before I came to EBN, we had a van like you're talking about, and w- we would walk along, but they would have the side doors open, and we had a cooler full of beer in there. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> go figure. And we'd you run along, we'd hand, out, we'd hand out stickers and whatnot, and you'd... <laughs> We alternated running in there and smoking cigarettes and, and drinking beers. Wow. Can you say open containers? And, uh, <laughs> we weren't in the open. <laughs> I ran here wherever we could see it. Yeah. Makes sense to me. <laughs> From the UC Health Traffic in Milford. Eddie and Rocky. Check out that blog, 700WLW.com. Eddie and Rocky, easy to find. Song of the day on there. You're going to like that one. It's a short but sweet one. Also, how tall is too tall? Did you see this this kid from I've I've heard about him. I've never oh yeah seen Taco him play. Fall yeah for you see Taco yeah. Fall yeah he's what six or he's seven six I think yes and he's yeah he's standing next to a Tracy, Tracy Wolfson yeah yeah from uh, CBS and she's like five two or something. Would you I mean would you want to be that tall? No, I wouldn't either, man. I mean, life would be. I, I just remember being around. A lot of those offensive and defensive linemen, you know, locker rooms and stuff. And, yeah, it makes you a great football player and all that. But, like, just for real real life is a pain, man. Like, you duck your head. You go through the door. Like, cars, you can't fit in a normal car. Certainly can't fit in a plane, right? It's oh, it'd be terrible. I, I, I got a buddy of mine. Who, well, you met my friend, Bruce. He's, like, 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six, and, man, he used to travel all the time and fly mm-hmm. all, literally all the time. And he was always bitching about how it just packed into a plane that'd be that's about the cutoff i mean you get over i mean you get around six eight six oh, nine that's what i mean yeah, that's I get then it. it's but, just yeah. like because he oh, was miserable God. that's my point is yeah. i can't imagine being seven foot tall <laughs> <laughs> this guy's seven foot six 
Also, don't mess with snakes. And uh, and still, if you haven't seen it yet, we were talking about the Apollo uh, 11 moon landing the other day. Mm-hmm. The Buzz Aldrin punching the dude will never get old. The best. I mean, I've, I've watched that a lot. <laughs> when I watched it like another three times yesterday, you and I did during the break. <laughs> Because God deserves it. Well, you got totally deserves it. If you haven't ever seen it, it's been around obviously for a long time, but this guy just keep poking and poking and poking. And and Buzz Aldrin, he's an older gentleman at that, even at that stage. And this was years ago. And I give him credit. He tries to walk away, yeah. like, you know, he turns, goes this way, and the guy runs him. Put your hand on the Bible, Buzz. Put your hand on the Bible. Swear, you know, swear that you walk on the moon, because I know you didn't. And he just keeps hounding and hounding. And finally, bang. Yeah. And kiss her. After he calls him a liar and a thief for about the seventeenth time, yeah. Bye now. <laughs> <laughs> he one punches that guy. Uh, so coming up here, we're going to be talking to our work expert Julie Balky. Uh, a little late now, but um, but doing stuff sideways at work that you try to get them because a lot of people go into work on the tournament days like this. And oh yeah, a lot of people, especially with Cincinnati in there today. You know, blah 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 at noon. How many people try to get away with something and you know, kind of working something out with your boss? Yeah, well, I, I bet some bosses are a little lenient on a day like yeah. this, and some are like, Others "Nope, like, yeah. this is how we do it." We'll talk about the boss button, as a matter of fact. I, that's pretty funny. And also, if you're a kid, we were talking about this the other day, and having your mom and dad, you're your third, you're their thirty-year-old kid, and they call your boss because you hurt Jimmy's feelings. You weren't nice to him in the interview. That's after the news right now. News Radio 700 WLA.com. Rock, you know, yesterday and today, a lot of surreptitious basketball game watching going on. Oh, yeah. It's, it's always a time. I remember in high school, you know, again, this is, you know, whatever, 96, you know, 97, 98. <clears throat> I mean, guys would carry around like the, the portable TVs, and they were like, you know, they were humongous. But right. like the screen was like, you know, about an inch and a half by an inch and a half. Exactly. So they'd be all sly, like in there watching the game because they had to watch the game. But so it's a little easier now. But you know, people are doing some sneaking around the office this time. Of year. Well, yeah, now that you can stream and stuff, I mean, it's uh, it's kind of hard not to want to do it because it's so freaking it's easy. easy. Yeah. Here to discuss our workplace expert, always a pleasure, Julie Balky. And Julie, we've we've had this conversation with you before, and every I, year. Yeah, and I think that the <laughs> I think more or less after today that the I think pretty much the day games are done. But and and I don't care what it is because we got next week. Maybe you want to take a peek at the opening day parade during the afternoon, or your crazy ass soccer fan, and you want to watch some Premier League game at one in the afternoon at your desk. Is there a way to, I mean, and like I was telling Rock, of course you're not going to give somebody a pass and go, well, you know, all my children is on at whatever, 1 o'clock, I need to watch right. that. You know, I mean, no, that's too much. But on a special occasion, is that wrong? Well, I mean, it's, it's also one of those things that's happening in the moment. So you can always DVR all my children. But it, you know, it's, it, the, the, the beauty of the games is you want to see it happening live. You don't want to hear that your team lost from somebody else on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. So it, it is different. It's only once a year, and there's it's you know I, I think there's a little bit of relaxation and uh, focus that needs to happen on both sides. As a manager, as a leader, you're not going to stop it, and you're going to waste more time, more of your time and energy, trying to stop it and catch people and issuing policies. You know, people are going to break than than you would be if you just trusted your people a little bit. 
Um, if you got, you know, Stan sit in the break room, you know, for three hours on end, that's one thing. Or, you know, people gathered in a cubicle watching the entire UC game. I guess we don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's one thing. But allowing people to be working on some, um, doing some work and, you know, having – uh, maybe their iPad or their phone open and watching a couple games at the same time. I mean, how is that any more distracting than some of your folks being on Facebook or doing yeah, that stuff, which we know goes on year round? I mean, you gotta, you know. But on the other hand, if you know, as an as an, if you really want to spend all day watching games, go ahead and schedule that vasectomy or whatever it is you've been holding off on, and um, watch it all darn day. Use your vacation, or your personal days for that. Um, but checking in on scores once in a while. I mean, we all do it. Right. Um, and so to try to stop it, you're, just like you're gonna, not going to stop people from checking Facebook or texting personal issues, no, you're not going to stop this. So you've got to lighten up a little bit. But, Julie, what, what in your opinion has led to this, I, I think overall in the workforce force in general, a, a more relaxed work environment? Like, for instance, there, it's very popular these, these days to have like a – like a, a a game room, right, where you can – like a ping-pong oh, yeah. table. Whereas, <laughs> I mean, that would have been a very foreign – if I would have told my grandfather who worked at Fisher Body, right, an assembly plant, that, hey, where, where's the uh, where's the ping-pong table? He would say, you're crazy. We're here to work, man. So yep. what, what yep. has led to this now? It's a yeah. much more relaxed work environment, and I guess is that a good thing? Well, think of, like, uh, uh, some of the, 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 the things that are true. First of all – Boomers were the biggest generation in a long time. We are retiring. We are becoming disabled. We are dying. <laughs> and the number of people behind us to take those roles are fewer. So Econ 101, there are more jobs open than there are people. On top of that, we have a great job market, right? I mean, we've got yes. – I mean, we have a great job market. You hear all the time about how hard it is for employers to find people. So it's really a candidate or an employee market right now. And so then on top of that, you know, everyone thinks that millennials need to be entertained all day. And, there's, you know, I mean, I don't find that to be true, as true as some people do. Um, but so some companies are utilizing creative recruiting and retention tactics. But the truth is having a pool table and having free lunch does not replace having a positive culture and a work environment with opportunities and development and growth opportunities. And so if you are a really bad place to work that nobody wants to be at and your glass door ratings are horrible and people are leaving in droves, putting a pool table and free sandwiches in does not fix it. And so it's, it's, it can be a part of a positive teamwork collaborative culture, but it can also be organizations trying to perfume the pig. And so really try to, you know, that's not the place to start, but you know, for some organizations, it's a nice perk, but I don't think anybody's ever going to make a choice to come or stay because of your pool table. Julie Balke is our guest, and Jules, to uh, follow up on what Rock was saying, from what I gather, that's becoming more and more common to give these little perks and the and the yeah. relaxing atmosphere. Yeah. No? Yes? Yeah. Well, yeah, because oh, very much so. think about back in 2008, right? It's a good thing back in 2008 when we were in that recession. Um, literally, the employee relations strategy was, Oh, you don't like it? Go ahead. There's the door. Let me find five other people who are willing to take your job by the end of the day. Right. So it's kind of pendulum has swung the other way, and employers have to do things um, or should be doing things or are trying to do things that are going to make their workplaces more attractive. But a lot of them just focus on the wrong things. 
Is you there, know, you know, I agree with you, but is there a danger of, of that? I mean, if right now it's acceptable in 2019 to have, you know, casual Friday and then we get free lunch on Friday and you have a break room with a ping pong and a pool table. I mean, I, I think a lot of employers worry about if this is acceptable now, what happens in, in another 20 yeah, years? Kind of is it, are we going to be working yeah. uh, two hours a day and that's going to be too much for people or what? I don't think we're quite headed that way. I think what we're, what we're seeing is, and what's interesting is people always, you know, wring their hands over, the, oh, the millennials want freedom, the millennials want flexibility. Well, guess what? So do people in other generations now. You know, it's the things that millennials are saying, you know, I don't want my whole life to be around work. People in different other generations are saying that as well. And that's a factor of all kinds of stuff, including the fact that, People have gone through this recession very recently, and they got laid off. And so they recognize that my employer is not loyal to me. So why should I be employed? Why should I be loyal to them? And so you know, I can be lured away by a recruiter who's trolling around on LinkedIn and finds me there. You know, so it's there's it's like a combination of things. It's technology. It's generational. It's demographic. It's just and you know, and then we've got. But, you know, but at the same time, you know, might robots come along and take all of our jobs, you know, so, yes. you know, then we'll be able to watch yeah. every damn tournament right. game exactly. and every, everything. Exactly. Yeah. But then they'll, they'll get hooked on basketball too. So they'll get so smart that they'll be able to fill out their own brackets. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of factors at play. And so employers have to get smart and not being, a jerk and saying, turn that phone off. I saw you watching that game. There'll be no game watching. It, it's just, it's, it might, it's not realistic. And you're probably going to get, if you have a flexible environment where you treat people like adults and just really measure whether they get their jobs done, you are going to therefore be able to attract more good people who also want to be treated like adults. All right, with that, Julie, we'll let you go. Get back to work. What All are you right. doing talking to us? I know. I'm watching like 12 games at once. It's awesome. Let's see you, buddy. <laughs> Bye. There's uh, Julie Balky. So coming up, we're going to be talking about movies with our fat guy at the movie, Kevin Carr. And then we're going to follow it up with the – I always like to do this on Fridays and talk a good little oh, yeah. movie Relax, topic. Oh, yeah, a little good movie yeah, topic. Because, you know, Robbie, you can only watch so much basketball. That's right. Hugh Milford. Eddie and Rocky, as we do this time every Friday, talk to our good friend Kevin Carr, fatguysatthemovies.com. So, Kevin, what have we got going on this weekend? This Us movie, I'm reading a lot of hype about it, man. Yeah, it's a big movie. It is the sophomore effort by Jordan Peele, who did Get Out a couple years ago. We all remember that movie. Big hit that like was nominated for tons of awards. And people want to see if he's a one-hit wonder or not, or if he's got some more. And uh, Us is his chance to prove that. It's uh, more of a bonafide horror movie than, than, uh, than, than Get Out was, even. I mean, this one's straight up a story of this family that goes to, on vacation, and suddenly they're attacked by uh, they're basically their doppelgangers trying to uh, kill them, and they have to try and figure out what's going on. Now... It's um, it's more than just a little bit of a twist on a home invasion movie. It's got some more going on. I don't want to spoil anything, so just know that it's more than just that one little setup. And, I mean, it's exceptionally well done in terms of suspense and shots and, and, and nerves and, uh, uh, you know, some scary moments. 
Um, it's uh, it's a it, it shows that Jordan Peele has some really good tricks up his sleeve. What is it about uh, Kevin that, that Jordan Peele does, whether it's Get Out or Us? That's I mean, what's his technique that allows him to you know be two for two and making damn good movies. Well, I think a lot of it is just finding out how to, you know, do the shots and how to plan things out and tell a good story, but also to make it scary. I mean, he pays attention to where he puts the camera and how he how he sets things up and and how he paces the the film. One of the other things he does, and we saw this in Get Out, is you know, a good horror movie or science fiction movie can have like a subtext to it. You know, going back to the original Dawn of the Dead, uh, you know, there was a lot of subtext. Yeah, sure, it was a zombie film, but it was also the subtext of saying stuff about consumerism and, and, and group behavior or, or even Invasion of the Body Snatchers is a neat little invasion movie, but there's a subtext about McCarthyism uh, that was in, uh, in the original film. This one, in, in, well, in Get Out, it was pretty clear what he was doing. He didn't hide the subtext really uh, all that much. He, he, you know, you, you could figure out what's happening here. He weaves it into the story here. He definitely is doing things and saying things and putting messages in there and stuff for a greater purpose. But you kind of have to deconstruct the movie and dissect it and, and think about it. And it, it's also a really good conversation starter. So I think when you put something like that in there, it adds some depth to the film. It's not just a movie about people trying to kill somebody else. And this is a guy who uh, people haven't heard is going to be doing the new Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah the, they had an ad on, the, uh, I think it was on the Super Bowl, back. they had an ad for him doing that, which is, I'm looking forward to that, just because he's shown that he's got a real knack for these things, uh, for some mature genre storytelling. So what else we got coming up? Well, the other movie that's out this week is an expansion. It's uh, the movie Gloria Bell, and it's based on a Chilean movie from uh, six, seven years ago. Uh, and uh, Julianne Moore stars in it as a woman who's in her 50s after a divorce, trying to get her life back on track and do some dating. And uh, it's just sort of this fly-on-the-wall experiences of of how she is dealing with you know, dating life, dealing with her adult children, dealing with her ex, dealing with her uh, potential lovers, uh, all that too, you know, adult children and, and exes and all that kind of uh, things that muddle the works. Um, it's more of a fly-on-the-wall type movie, so you can kind of watch her move through these challenges, and it's a, an acting spotlight for uh, for Julianne Moore, uh, and you also have people like John Turturro in it, so uh, it's a good movie, uh, but it is a bit of an arthouse movie. I don't think I'll be seeing this movie, but, but that's going to lead us to our topic line. coming up here, yes. <laughs> And with that, Kevin Carr, we'll let you go, man. Thanks so much. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks, there Kevin. Kevin Carr, fatguysatthemovies.com, which leads us to what you and I were talking about, talking about here in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, the, uh, you know, you got a 50-year-old divorced uh, chick and going back into the dating pool and all that. Sounds kind of like what we've been talking about. Your rom-com, your chick flick, that whole thing. Right. So so how do we want to how do we want to phrase it? So basically, if you're a guy, your favorite, like, Chick flick. Is there a, right? Is there a movie that you never thought in the world you'd like? Okay, it's kind of like your go-to. Correct. And if uh, you're uh, if you're a woman, and you uh, you think that you know the Fast and Furious movies are the best thing in the universe, right? So or whatever. I'm not saying that yeah. that's tr- girls not allowed, but you know what I'm saying. All right. So if a guy, basically your favorite chick flick movie. If you're a girl, your your favorite dude movie. Correct. All right. I like it. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one pound seven hundred on AT and T. Do you have one off the top of your head? 
don't know if it's a chick flick movie, but it's kind of like it's a movie you wouldn't think I would like. But Little Miss Sunshine, I love that movie. Love it. Have you ever seen it? I know of it. I'm, I'm, it's got Steve Carell in it. Yeah, yeah, with the, the little uh, girl. Little girl. In it, that's yeah. just a no. Great, I've never seen that. Great, great family. You know, it's kind of like the American Family. There's all kinds of just chaos and all these people are at each other's throats. But you kind of, at the end of the day, it's, you kind of figure out how to get. By. It's kind of quirky. Is that right? Yeah. Like I told my wife that one time. Right. This movie's quirky, and it was the saddest damn movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah. Your thoughts, your movie, seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. the big one pound, the 700 on AT&T. After the news right now, News Radio, 700 WLW. Changes everything. Guilty pleasure movies. For lack of a better term, Rock, let's use that for the time being. Okay, yeah, that, that works better. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you're, uh, you know, if you're a guy and there's a. What did you, what most people consider a chick flick or, you know, a rom-com, whatever the hell you want to call them. And if you're uh, if you're a lady and you yeah, got... go fast and blow them up. Right, you got no up. use for that crap, and every time Dirty Dozen comes on, you're in. What about you? You got like a you look like an Armageddon kind of nah, guy. No, I was going to... No, I didn't. I, I thought that movie was entertaining just because it was so crazy and far-fetched right you know what i'm saying uh, you think i i know i'm just saying some <laughs> movies i just like like that is like this is so dumb i'm entertained <laughs> uh no one that my boys turned me on to a long time ago pitch perfect you ever seen any of those movies i have and they're not terrible that's what i'm saying they, they are the, they're pretty the, good the first one's pretty damn <laughs> yes. good we were yes. sitting there having a little family movie night it's been a couple of years ago and i go all right who wants to watch what here and um I forget which one it was, goes, you know, Dad, there's uh, on pay-per-view there, there's a movie called Pitch Perfect. I was like, yeah, I've heard of that. What, what's the deal on that? He goes, oh, there's uh, girls in, and they, they all sing, and they have these battles of singing and that. And I'm like, like really? I was like, <laughs> whatever. You guys pop up the popcorn, let's rock and roll. And actually, it's pretty funny. But I know why they wanted to watch it, because it's a bunch of 18, 19-year-old hot chicks yeah, exactly. singing songs. Right. But at the same time, and as you know, it's pretty funny. It ain't bad. It is funny. Uh, seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one pound seven hundred on AT and T. Your favorite one of these types of movies. We'll start with you, Tim. What do you got, buddy? Well, guys, please don't revoke my man card over this. Uh oh. <laughs> but uh, I do enjoy watching The Devil Wears Prada. I have not seen that, I, but that's a pretty chicky flicky. I movie. have never seen that one, Tim, either. Well. I, I, for whatever reason, I know other guys who've said the same thing. This movie's mentioned, they're like, you know, I was kind of dragged to it. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it, but I actually liked it. It's, it's Meryl Streep, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, Anne Hathaway. That's that's, uh, that's grounds for revoking your man card, but if you like it, that's all good, Tim. You, Thank you, you. can You can stay, Tim. <laughs> we'll keep you in the club. <laughs> How about you, Jeff? Your guilty pleasure movie, what do you got? Brokeback Mountain. Really? You know, I told my boy over here, you need to watch that movie. Uh, it's, I, act, I mean, I it's disturbing. 
as hell, but uh, it's really well done. So, Jeff, so, yes, we saw good. the movie theater, and ever since then, every time it's on, I'll sit there and watch it. <clears throat> we just watched it the other day, and I looked over, and my wife was crying like a baby. All right, so it's very famous for what we, for obvious reasons, certain scenes. But what, what else about the movie is good? It was a love story. I mean, it was perfect. <laughs> yeah, and they're and they're both good. they're both married. So this kind of, you know, that's Yeah, and when she found out that Enos's line never touched water, my heart broke for his wife. See what I'm saying? That Jeff's got a heart. Not so much you. <laughs> I th- I walked in the other day and my wife was watching that and I think it was on regular television. Now, if you know anything about that movie, <laughs> that's like if they put porn on regular television. There ain't a lot to it. <laughs> Let's go to the next caller. Hey, uh, Barbara, what's going on with you? Your guilty pleasure movie, what do you have? Yo, Barbara. Barbara, you're on the radio. Well, let's let uh, Barbara figure it out there as we go to uh, Brian. How you doing, Brian? What's happening, guys? You tell us, brother. Hey, I don't know what about the last caller in the Brevetown Mountain thing, but... Anyways, mine's uh, League of the Round, Tom Hanks, You Can't Go Wrong. I agree. That's a damn good movie. That's a very good movie. It's a ticky flick, but there's so many good one-liners in it from Tom Hanks. You know, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. There's no crying. Yeah. Yeah, no crying in baseball. Yeah, thanks, buddy. (laughs) That's a villain. See, that's one of those movies where I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. Really? You haven't seen all the I've watched it. It's one of those where you kind of maybe over the course of time, yeah. over about 12 times. Yeah, just good characters. Oh, Donald's yeah. a good character, yeah. and then Rosie O'Donnell's a good character. And she's whatever. But Hey, uh, Cindy, what's going on with you? What is your guilty pleasure? What do you have? The best movie of all time, Bridges of Madison County. I dare you to watch it and not cry. See, that's I, Rob, I've, not even, seen, I've not seen it. I, I know the movie. It's got Clint Eastwood in it, right? It is. It is so good. It's a love story. It is so good. I'm like, I've watched it so many times, and I cannot. If I, I, I almost hope that I never find it on TV because it's a long movie, and I have to watch it. it is, <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. You have to watch it. All right, Cindy, Cindy, if you recommend that. it, I'll, I'll check it out. Because I think that's Clint Eastwood and uh, Meryl Streep, so you might be a little torn there. Well, the, the Clint Eastwood will outweigh the Meryl Streep for me. So, but he ain't riding a horse, and he ain't shooting, you know, crazy. Yeah, psycho I want killers. the one with the cigar and the, you know, the one <laughs> eating. The, is that sudden impact? What's the second one? Magnum Force. Is that the one where he's eating the hot dog and he shoots the guy through the windshield? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, it sounds like I'm eight. <laughs> That's so cool. Hey, uh, Paul, what's going on with you? Your guilty pleasure movie. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, Go ahead. Uh, um, one was um, how, or how to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I kind of caught that on a whim. And no, no, that's that's got a Heath Ledger in it, right? Uh, Matthew McConaughey. All right, okay. I'm thinking of Mean and, Girls. Or and who's the girl in that one? Uh, the woman? I forget. Oh, um. But go ahead. The, the one blonde. Um, yeah. I, but, uh, I know who you're yeah. talking about. I can't think of her name either. <laughs> Kay Hudson. Kay yeah, Hudson. That's go. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, another one, I was, uh, 2009 it came out. I watched a little bit afterwards, just sitting at home, kind of got over a six-year breakup and uh, just Caught it, caught it on TV, but really great movie. Funny as can be, the ugly truth. What, what's who? Who's in that? Is that pretty new? Or I don't. I've heard that name. I don't know what it's about at all. 
It's got Gerard Butler and uh, Catherine Heigl. Heigl, Heigl. Yeah. It's uh, she's like a talk, or she like runs a runs some kind of a TV show, and he does his own, and he just kind of like kind of dogs women a little bit. And I've seen that movie. That is her, a decent movie. I have seen yes. parts of it. Yes. yes. Yeah. Her boss. Her that. boss really liked the guy, and see that she had a failing show, and brought him on for a show, and yeah, just great, great movie. Funny as can be. Uh, thanks, Paul. Hey, Teresa, your guilty pleasure movie. What do you have? We got to bring the testosterone level up a little bit. Yes. I can't believe it's going to be me to do it. Rocky, are you ready, my love? Give it to bring me, sweetheart. It. Let's do it. Bronson with Thomas Hardy about the man, Charlie Bronson, who's the English, uh, well, guy who's in prison for 26 years, never killed anybody. He even greased himself up one time so that the English um, uh, wardens or whatever, you know, the, the COs, couldn't touch him. They go at him with billy clubs. They, he bites them. He kicks them. He all oh, it's phenomenal and i watched it like 13 times in a row i i have i have not seen it but i know the movie you're talking about and it you does look badass Thomas hardy is oh my god he's cool i like it's, him it's the, it is the whip have a good one guys Thanks, see you Teresa. Teresa's all foamed up inject some <laughs> freaking testosterone in this conversation you Brokeback Mountain. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. Yeah. the big one pound no, 700 no, on at&t no, too late too late what what do you have, Rob? On Golden Pond. Oh, <laughs> you old poop. <laughs> Citizen Kane. <laughs> I, I like, will tell you, I've tried to watch, I've said this on the show before, well, I tried to watch Citizen Kane like easily five times. Yeah. I don't you know if I made it through a half yeah. hour of it. I can't do it either. It's bizarre, man. There's no special effects. There's no killing. Yes. Hard to do. From the UC Health Traffic Center, UCHealth.com. Eddie and Rocky talking about guilty pleasure movies, where it's a chick flick, a rom-com, whatever you want to talk about. Jeff in Monroe, thanks for holding, brother. What is yours? Okay, first off, to remove a man card, if he would say Magic Mike, okay? <laughs> that would. You're getting okay. dumped if that's yours. All right. Period. Bar none. But I tell you, this one right here, this is the public service announcement, the warning. This makes... Girls go see this little it's fatal attraction. Oh, that's a good that's a great movie. I that one right there, if you yeah. cheat, this is what's gonna happen to yeah. you. It gave and too you know many women girls. two bad ideas, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> no magic Mike. And don't cheat. Period. That's it. That's Where's the, the live by, Jeff? Thanks, buddy. And, Thanks. All right, and don't take your mistress to see Magic Mike. You're doubling down on everything bad. <laughs> bad karma. Hey John, what's going on with you, buddy? What is your movie? Mine is one of the classics with the king of class himself, Cary Grant. That's an affair to remember with Deborah Carr. You know, I know that's a very famous old movie, but I've never seen that one. Oh, it, it's great. There's comedy in it. There's drama, love interests. Uh, if you're watching it with your woman, get some tissues for the end of it. All right. All right thanks, buddy. Thanks, everyone. I'll check it out. Hey, Terry, your guilty pleasure movie. What is it? Yeah, mine is Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman, the old Julia <laughs> Roberts movie. Yeah, I mean it's definitely a chick flick, but it's it's good from the start to end. My wife loves that movie. Thanks, and you know what? So does mine. Thanks, buddy. 
See, I've never been How much ridiculous of a, of a movie, though, if you think about it. Well, it's one of, one of those movies, like we were talking about Armageddon. That movie's like that to me, too, because it's so freaking unbelievable. And there, I love movies where you know nothing bad's going to happen to the person. It becomes very evident. Maybe there's going to be a tiny bump in the road. Yeah. But at the end, they come out smelling like a rose. And if you if you it's ever just, were watching yeah. that movie and you thought that Julie Roberts and Richard Gere weren't going to end up together... You have a no, problem, but it, but it's I mean the, through the magic of filmmaking they made you know a topic like prostitution look very sympathetic and sexy and not that bad you know well and when you're kind of like Shawshank Redemption they made prison look like oh man it's great that ain't that hang, hang out with the guys hang out with uh, the fellas and uh, toss uh, baseball and stuff that poor one guy's getting a crap beat out of him <laughs> and getting molested by the guards but hey other yeah, than like, that, hey, man great friendships hey Darren what's going on with you buddy talking about guilty pleasure movies yo Darren oh yeah I'm here uh, you mean Dupree I cried my eyes out Okay. I mean, I, what's that one about? Because I remember that title, but I don't oh, remember what that one's that about. Died. The dog that died. You mean Dupree, Owen Wilson, and uh, Kate Hudson? And that's what. Uh... Yeah, he was thinking of Marley Me. I was so upset that I went and saw that movie because, you know, I think we all know what happens in the end, right? Kind of, sort of. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to spoil? I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna spoil no, it because I, I don't, I'm just kidding. For I the think. sake of people never having to watch a movie, the dog dies movie. at the end. Come on, the All dog right? dies. Let's face it. They might as well oh. call a movie "Dead Dog Approaching." Right. I saw another good dog movie. Like that my my wife and son had seen. It and they made me watch, and it was good. They had Dennis Quaid in it. Dogs. Uh, dogs something. Wasn't an Dog's animated life. thing. No, wasn't... no, no. It was like a real one. But it's like a dog keeps getting reincarnated. Oh, and... yeah. that was. That's not that old, right? Dog's tail. Dog's head. Dog's... I don't know. Whatever. Dog breath. Whatever. It's dog's purpose. Like. Dog's Thank purpose. Thank you for my wife for yes. loyal listener and texture. Good job, honey. Uh, we'll be taking your calls coming up here. 749-7800. The big one. Pound 700 on AT&T. Hey, Alex... What's your guilty pleasure movie, buddy? What do you have? Yellow. Hey, Tristan, your guilty pleasure movie. What is it? Guilty pleasure movie of all time is The Notebook. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I've never seen that. What? One. No. You've never seen The Notebook? Tristan, Eddie has not seen The Notebook. You've not seen The Notebook. I have not seen The Notebook. How does Deb allow you out of the house? I, I know of it. Never seen it. you got to go watch it. <laughs> It's Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams, man. You got to watch it. It's a good movie. It's a, it's a good way to cuddle up with your wife on the couch on a rainy, uh, rainy weekend night. And is it, is it sad? Is it one of those where you know? No, it's not sad. It's not sad. It's, it's I mean, not that I care. I'm just trying to. I don't. I mean, you'll cry, but it's not. That's I don't not know much sad. about what it's, it's about. Yeah, tr- he, it's yeah. I can't believe you haven't seen that. Uh uh-uh. Not a not a frame of it. Hey Billy, what's going on with you? Guilty pleasure movie. What do you have? Actually, mine was the same as the last caller, but luckily I've got another one. Mm-hmm. Say Anything with John Cusack and Ioni Sky. Great film. Yeah, that's uh, I will I will cop to that too, Billy. A movie I've never seen. I know of it. I know Cusack holding the thing over the his head. Boom playing boom the yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It's classic a, scene. Classic that's a scene, scene I know, but I've, I've not seen the whole movie either. Thanks, buddy. My uh, my son and his we he was talking to me about. What's a good movie to watch with my girlfriend? Blah blah blah, and I go, oh, what do you? 
she kind of like uh, chick stuff, and she but she likes older movies, and by with her older movies means like two thousand six, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, you know, just something a little farther back than you're thinking of. I was like, try the uh, Breakfast Club. Yeah, they loved it. Did they? Okay, good. Absolutely. Good for them. We still have time for you. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one. Pound the seven hundred on AT and T. Calls coming up after the news right now. News Radio 700 com. Back with Eddie and Rocky just for a little while longer. But before we leave here at 6, we got John Matteries coming up. In the meantime, taking your calls, talking about guilty pleasure movies. This guy's been holding for a while. Hey, Sam, thanks for waiting, buddy. What is your movie? Well, I've actually got a couple of them for you guys. Bring them on. Um, well, first one. Only the 80s kids, the true 80s kids will remember this one, Rad. Oh, I remember With Rad. Ver- the bike movie, right? Yeah, BMX movie, and it had a very young Lori Laughlin in it. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Very, she was yeah. hot back in the day. Yes, yeah, before okay. and Becky started wearing the orange jumpsuit going to jail. Yes, sir. Right, right. So, second off, and Eddie, I think you'll appreciate this one. A little bit of Grandma's Boy. Grandma's Boy. I've only seen part of that, but I'm very familiar with it, Sam. That's supposed to be crazy funny, right? It is hilarious. It's it's got uh, the mom from Everybody Loves Raymond, and then it's got the mom from the Partridge Family. And one of this guys, this guy's like a video game designer. It's just crazy funny. Uh, there's a, yeah, you can't. Uh, can't cuss just, on the radio, you people. You can't uh, describe can't it, it that way. But um, I'm just trying to think of any other movies. Do you ever, you never watch, because I, I try to turn my boys on to like some of the old classic, like Casablanca and stuff, which is one of them. I, I love that movie. Uh, but, you know, I'm talking about the old black and white movies from back in the day. If I try to show them a black and white movie, it might as well be ask them to stare at a blank page. They got no interest whatsoever. Like, this is one of the greatest movies of all time. Uh, no. Last black and white movie that I watched, well, I, I mean, I sh- and I say last, I saw, it was a little bit, like I saw a bit of it, the, I don't know, like a month ago. But I remember watching my grandpa was Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a, a freaking good movie, man. That's a great one, man. It's a good one. The only black and white stuff that I'd ever watch would be uh, the old Three Stooges stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, those that's little fantastic. short things. Yeah, yeah. And it it drove Deb nuts because I had them watching it when they were like four. So, of course, they'd be like poking each other's eyes out and <laughs> hitting each other on the head and stuff. <laughs> like, calm down. They won't do that. Hey, what's going on with you, George? Thanks for holding, buddy. What do you have? Hey, uh, this is one that uh, I went with my wife to see because she had seen it with her girlfriend and said, oh, you got to see this movie. And this is at least 10, maybe 15 years ago, one of the very first movie theaters. It was an independent theater where they served food and beer. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. said, well, I'll go. We can go for movies and get a pizza and get a pitcher of beer and so I said, yeah, I can go do that. So I go there. We get in our seats. The waitress comes, and I said, yeah, I'd like a pitcher of beer. And her, she said, um, well, we forgot 
to renew our liquor license so we can't serve beer. My eyes must have been as big as saucers. He said, well, you can get your money back if you want. I said, nope, I'm going to sit here and watch the divine secrets of the Yaya sisterhood. Oh, oh man. Sober. George, they should have given you a medal for that one. You should you should have had I a day so. off of work and a medal Man, and a something. That should buy you I a got I should buy you endless love from your wife if you know <laughs> what I'm saying right there. Hey Ryan, thanks for holding, buddy. You're on with that rock. What do you have? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh up? so this movie that I'm talking about is uh it's French, it's subtitled. And it's really quirky. It's called Amelie. It's it's a love story, and it's really odd, but it's a fantastic movie. Amelie, yeah. that came out recently, right? No, Amelie probably came out back in like the early two thousands. Okay, but well, well, doesn't it have some several uh, famous people in it? Seems no, it's like it's got nobodies in it. Oh, it has absolutely no. no people that anybody would recognize. Uh, but it's it's so good. Amelie. You're on. All right. Okay. What's going on? That's another one. Subtitles. My wife is signing out. He's doing it. <laughs> hey, Tim, what's going on with you, buddy? Your guilty pleasure movie. What do you have? Actually, I've got two. Um, the first one would be Steel Magnolias, Brought Me to Tears. And my guilty pleasure would be No One Puts Baby in a Corner, Dirty Dancing. That's a great movie. There's no question about it. That's, that's And thanks, buddy. The, what's the one? Is, is it, um, what's the one with the... Nobody puts baby in the corner. Is that dirty dancing? Yeah, dirty dancing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what said, I thought. Yeah. I was kind of confused there for a second because that's one of my wife loves, and she was like, "Let's watch the whole thing." I'm like, "On, I'll just come in at the end where she yeah, uh, they the, slay the it on the dance floor and, and they yeah. learn how to do the swan dive and all yeah. that stuff." Otherwise, I think, uh, oh, seems to me, Dirty Harry's on in about four <laughs> hours. I'll be sitting in front of the TV waiting for that to come. See, you on. get a bargain that I say, "I'll watch Dirty Dancing if you let me." You know, now you got to watch Dirty Harry. One through five with but, me. Exactly. <laughs> but that, see, if I can watch it and, like, cop a snooze in there someplace, yeah. then, then I'm down. But she'll it be still like, counts. It she'll still be counts. nudging me. Oh, this is a very important part with Baby and, uh, and Swayze. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Oh, Rob. Oh, Rob. I'm here. What do you got, buddy? I was checking on stuff. <laughs> Atta boy. In other words, doing your job. Go That's ahead, exactly Rob. Right. Is that what they call it these days? <laughs> I was over here talking to this microphone, right. Rob. This I'm, I'm punching this button. This afternoon has been absolutely crazy. Traffic wise. Well, earlier I was looking it's the at the Mueller report. That's what's that's the, that the root of this, yes. I'm trying to keep track of the Mueller right. report. Seventy one going southbound here at Kenwood was a mess a little while ago. Oh yeah, that was due to that uh, accident in the counterflow lane on, at Ridge. That was all the way back up to Fields Ertle. Damn. Crazy. From you with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.